And welcome back to 91 North, 95 South. Guys, we have a real treat in store today. Guess what it is? What is it? 2-0. Episode 2020. Woo! I'm here with Max DeMeza, as always. Hello. This, this is uh, Daniel Drainville right here. Um, wow. What a... It just flew by. Can't believe we made it. Yeah. A lot of people said we wouldn't. We proved them wrong. <laughs> all of them. All of them. We pro- proved them all wrong. All the haters. You're all, all wrong. <laughs> so to you we say. <laughs> nice try. Nice try. Better luck next time. Yeah. Um, we're here at episode 20. Back in my room. And we're going to be here for episode 2 million. 2 million billion. 20 trillion. Trillion. Yeah. Hopefully by then we'll have some ad reads. <laughs> <laughs> but we might we might still have five listeners by then. We'll still be, we'll still be going. We'll be going strong for you, for, for the you. people, for the people. We do this for the people. Exactly. Man, we are, we're going to keep going, keep going strong. 21's coming next. Let's get into it. Um and if you've been listening this far, thank you. Good job. You're 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 gonna feel like so special when we have a million subscribers and followers. You'll be like, man, I remember when they had sixteen subscribers. Yep. yep. I rode with them. <laughs> yep, we thank you. We thank you for riding with us. Yeah. Ride and die. Ride or die. <laughs> ride and die. <laughs> Hopefully not. not. Ride and die. Hopefully not. Oh, no. <laughs> this amusement park has been shut down. It's like, it's like Astroworld. Yeah. Oh, my God. Too soon. Dark. <laughs> no, the amusement park, not the, the horrible... Trip. There's an Astro World amusement park. Yeah, that's that's why. Um, yeah, it was a it was a Six Flags amusement oh. park. That's uh that got shut. I think it was in Houston, got shut down. Oh. Yeah, but there are parks still open. Oh yeah, the podcast yeah. park. So we're not gonna worry <laughs> about that. Um, man, we got some. Uh, we got a good episode lined up for you. Um, episode twenty. What better way to celebrate it than talking about these three things? <laughs> short list. It's a short list, but it's a it's, it's a, a potent one. list. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, we got the NFL playoffs. Uh, Heck yeah, divisional round. Divisions. Mm-hmm. Divided. Two of them. Two. AFC. NFC. NFC. Or wait, no. Count them. Actually, there's. Oh wait. There's like eight divisions. Yeah. Two two conferences. Eight divisions. Conferences. That's what it's called. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Eight divisions. We're a sports pod. (laughs) We know sports. Nah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Dan, this is troubling because you are the one that's supposed to bring the NFL knowledge. (laughs) Yeah. I don't have any, I don't have knowledge of the divisions. Yeah. 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 Um, Let's, we're going to go into the Celtics now. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so Max just put something up on the screen. Tatum erupts for 51 points and win over the Wizards. Yeah. This was a great one. Um, great game for me to watch. Uh, but, you know, uh, let me savor it a little bit. I'm going to let you sit with that one while we get into the we we get it. We're stepping into the past for a second, going to the time machine, right? We're gonna go back to uh, what? A, no, no, the what was this? Friday, Friday night, maybe. Sure. Now Hornets at Celtics. Sure. Um, so I mentioned earlier, right, Max? I had some trends that I wanted to talk about for oh, the yeah. Celtics. Some major major keys that I've picked up on, and this is. Made it made itself you know clear to me over the last uh, how many games am I three games that I'm I'm talking about um, really two games because 
you know, I think that everything kind of went right in this game against the Wizards, but mm-hmm. I know I did have some major problems with the two games before that. So, um, Hornets at Celtics. Let's talk about defensively. Um, so, Celtics come out of the half, right? They're, um, I believe they're down. They're down. And they, as they were, they were trailing for most of this game. Um, come out, you know. And well, it's good, right? What? It's better for them to trail than to have a lead. Oh, yeah. At this point, <laughs> yeah. Just give me the, I'll take the trail. It's better than, you know, being up 25. I feel I'm, con- I'm in sweating constantly. <laughs> <laughs> I've never felt more I've never felt worse having a 20 point lead in a game than when it gets down to the si- the final 6 minutes and then I see the other team whittle it down to 15 and it's like we still got our stars in and like what what the hell's going on you yeah. know how do you think Steve Dangle feels just think about this when next time you laugh at one of his videos this is the pain you want him to feel I mean I I want you know, who's laughing? I'm the joke. The Celtics are the joke, okay? I thought the Celtics were the balls. They'll be the balls once they, once they step it up, okay? <laughs> They're 500 team right now. I don't know. I'm not actually sure what their record is right now, but we're going to be a 500 team around there. Um, so, yeah, Hornets and Celtics. You come out the half. Oh, oh, what is this? Oh, Two bigs? We're playing the Freedom. <laughs> I remember Freedom this. at the five. <laughs> Hor- Horford at the at the four. Not even Rob. Not even Rob. Not Rob. One of the bigs. No, no, no. Not Rob because um, Rob Williams is out. He's out of this game. Oh my um, God. Now Tatum, Grant Williams, both in foul trouble early. So I get it. Emes hand is a little bit forced here you know you don't want to play the guys and uh pick up pick up some some fouls and then have them foul out at the end of the game right so i get it but you you what about grant no grant was in foul trouble oh. that's, that's what i said Tatum oh, and grant. Sorry. no that's okay so i get it your your hands forced a little bit you're you're dealing with um you're limited in what you can put on the floor no rob no grant no tatum you still have Josh Richardson. You still have Romeo Langford, who has been great, great in this last stretch of games, you know, in limited minutes. Um, let, let me see. I had a, I had a stat in here somewhere. Um, next, next game, Celtics and Trailblazers. Romeo, Romeo finishes the team high, plus 17. He's been playing great. You know, the Hornets play small, or at least they were in this game, you know? They have a small, a pretty small lineup. Yeah. Um, with What with, um, you know... P.J. Washington. P.J. Washington. Miles um, Bridges. Yep, and Hayward, you know, yeah, even though Hayward. he was not as much a factor in this game. And then um, Rozier at the two, and LaMelo at the one. It's a three-point shooting team. You're not gonna put you're not gonna put Horford at the four, Freedom at the five, and expect to come out of that alive, dude. It's not what I would do. Freedom, dude. I love the guy. I love the guy. He can't defend. He can't no. defend shit. No. No, he can't defend anything. You know what? Freedom is good for getting boards. One. <laughs> And, you know, putting the ball in, you know, set, uh, putbacks, whatever. Yeah. Putbacks. Really good at those two things. Yeah. Back to the basket defense. Can do none. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Um, I've watched the Knicks cook that man. Yeah. It's, it's brutal. Even when he's got a guy in front of him, you know, he's got to set up for a jump shot. Have I ever seen Freedom put a hand in his face? <laughs> Rarely. Probably once or twice. It's because he can't move his feet enough to get there. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he, you're, you're, you're getting cooked at that end. You're getting cooked at the five, okay? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, there's this shifty lineup. 
The yeah. Hornets are really and good. The, at- and the Celtics love to switch. Yeah. So I would just, if I was the other team, I'd be pick and roll every time. Yep. Yep. And just switch. That's what, that's, you know, generally what they did in this game. And then Al, um, who's, you know, just an old man, um, <laughs> can, you know, was once a great defensive anchor for this team, but is no longer. Um, can't move as well. Can't defend as well. Can't block as well. Um, so, you know, that, that you can't you can't have them both out there against a a small ball lineup like that. I don't know what was what was going on. Richardson and Langford. Langford has been tremendous defensively. And Richardson, you know, even though he's more of an offensive guy, can, you know, I've, se- I've seen him be okay on defense and against. So you, you, if you put those two guys in the lineup um, and then maybe, you know, move Tatum to the four or something, you know, you could, you could do it. There's a way that you could, you could make this lineup work against this team. Mm. Um, and I didn't see that. So that's why... That's what I was, you know, majorly uh, mad about defensively. So, would you say you're down on Ime? I'm a little bit down on Ime. You know, to be honest, I don't like I don't like the lineups he puts out there, especially double bigs. But um, I had a I had a somewhere here a um, an interesting thing. That I that I found. Um, if you just give me one one second, I wanted to tell you about you know the the Celtics' top scoring lineup. Um, what it has actually been this season? I'm having some Kool Aid gummies. Kool Aid gummies. They're delicious. I'll give you some ASMR while you look at <laughs> the stats. Lineups. Here we go. Going to basketball reference. <coughs> um, okay. <coughs> okay, so. And that concludes dad eating ASMR. All right, so this is an interesting. Um, uh, little tidbit that I got from basketball reference. So the Celtics lineup who has played the most minutes together is one consisting of Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, and Rob Williams. Right. Okay. Sounds about right. Yep. Yeah. Right. So um are they the worst plus minus on the team? They they are not. Oh. In terms of points minus opponent points, they're at a plus nineteen point nine, right? Mm-hmm. Which isn't is Pretty, it's not bad, yeah. okay? Because you know you're still you're still majorly in the positive. The, the the lineup that's played the second most, right? One consisting of Dennis Schroeder, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, and then Rob Williams. At the five. Right. So um, essentially the same thing, but you're just swapping out. You're putting Dennis Schroeder at the one and Marcus Smart at the two. Mm-hmm. This lineup has played second most and has, which is with 103.07 minutes, minus 13.4. Wow. Okay. And then the number one, you know, differential in points minus opponent points lineup, which is Josh Richardson, Dennis Schroeder, Marcus Smart, Tatum, and Williams. Notice only one big has only played 39.24 minutes. Right? That's interesting. So I I have no confidence in Ime's rotations Mm. with the lineups he, he puts out there for games. And the number one thing to me is this um, figuring out this big situation. But um, yeah, I'm just I'm a little disappointed. But I, I think you know he still has time. He could still figure something out with that. So right. Um, offensively in that game, uh, no one could hit an open three. Um, 
Tatum and Brown combined for two for 18 for three from three. Sorry. Which is horrible. Yeah, that's rough. Tatum was shooting before the last game against the, the Wizards, which I'm just going to talk about, um, uh, was shooting horribly. And I have the stats for that that I'll talk about in a bit. Um, but, yeah, in this was one of the games where, you know, just could not hit anything. Right. Uh, now, I like some of the Celtics ball movement, but um, when your offense relies so heavily on a drive-and-kick play style, you need to have guys that can hit open threes. Um, and the Celtics had none of those against the Hornets. Watch and the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll see that. Yeah. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Same thing. Um, with uh, none of the guys hitting open threes, that had major exceptions being Grant Williams and Josh Richardson. Of course. My man, Grant. Yep. Grant, solid. Always getting it done. Oh, he's solid. But other than that, no one is reliable from from three. There's no one that I can trust from three consistently. And that... Like Virgin Mobile. Yeah. Unreliable. Unreliable service. That's what's killing us. Or one of the things, at least. Um, that was the Hornets and Celtics. Uh, Celtics, Trailblazers, I'll talk about it briefly. Um, fourth quarter was Horrible. Horrible. I don't want to get too mad, but the Celtics blew another lead, 11 points, <laughs> right? And it, uh, it's tough not to get mad about this one. because uh, Especially when I'm laughing at you. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to this. I know you didn't watch this game. I know you didn't freaking watch this game, but it's um, it was 189 with seven minutes and 19 seconds left to go in the fourth quarter, right? Right. Hold that lead, point baby. Lead. Hold that lead. Hold that for a second. Um, <laughs> Portland ends the game on a 20-5 to 5 run. Oh, my God. In that last seven minutes oh and 19 seconds God. to steal a 109-105 to 105 oh point victory. God. Boston, this is, is going to be your favorite part. I swear. Boston had 16 possessions. In that seven minutes and 19 seconds, and went 0 for 10 from the floor <laughs> in the game's final seven minutes and 19 seconds. All five of those points came from the free throw line. Sir, you're kidding me. And in that span, we turned the ball over three times. <laughs> Bra fucking oh, oh guys. Good job. <laughs> Literally, who can make a shot? Yo, that's so funny. I, oh I feel like I'm god. just screaming into the void at this point. Like, what's going on? <laughs> oh my god. When will this be a team that doesn't blow leads? Dude, that's brutal. 20 to 5 run. That's what I'm talking about. Like, how are you gonna? Why should I feel like I should be sweating when there's a 20-point lead? Just close it out. You don't have... Cl <laughs> they, this team's got no closers. It's like that scene from... Um, there's no coffee for the seas. Yeah. It's for the closers. Duncan, get the, get the, cut the sponsorship. These guys do not deserve it, coffee. <laughs> I was thinking of that scene from... Uh, what's that? Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, mm -hmm. where he's like... First, with, with first prize, uh, what was it? A car. It was like a car or something. Second prize, set of steak knives. <laughs> Third prize, you're fired. <laughs> it's Alec Baldwin and Glengarry Glenn Ross. Got no closers. Celtics cannot close. Um, start, this was a starting lineup against Portland. Jason Tatum, once again, Al Horford and Rob Williams. Right? Shout out. Not going to work. Uh, Dennis Schroeder and Jalen Brown. So that's a that's like the two K lineup I would run with the Celtics. You know, you know, I'm yeah. a big proponent of the two bigs. In yeah, 2K. yeah. Well, in any with any team, yes, any any team of the two towers. But I'm telling you, when you have guys that you know, it it can work. Two bigs can work if you got you really agile and good defensive guys. I mean. 
Julius is like the same height as Rob. Yeah. And they run Mitch and Julius. Yeah. It, it, you know, it can work. If you got Evan Mobley instead of instead of Al Horford. That would be a crazy. That can work. That would be a sick front court. That would be a dastardly front court. Most athletic front court in the NBA? Oh, my God. I think so. A man can dream. That'd be, that'd be cool. Um, I'd, I'd watch Celtics games for that. Imagine the blocks. Oh. <laughs> you guys would be setting records every night. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. So yeah, you see how Horford and Williams are out in this game again um, together, and uh, the Horford Williams tandem has netted a minus one point nine in three hundred seventy eight minutes played. Man, so just. It doesn't work when you're. That's when you're, rough. Yeah, when you're in the minus, it's not working. Um, three point shooting was a problem in this game too. Um, it's because Rob's not taking the threes. <laughs> Sniper Williams, <laughs> come on down. Uh, we we need some of that three point shooting if you can develop that. Uh, so yeah, after they went just thirty thirty point four percent from three in, in against the Hornets. Um, to n- this night against the Trailblazers, they went twenty nine point seven percent. They said we're gonna do worse. Oh, wow. We're gonna bring. We can bring that down. We can bring those. You know, we're the Celtics. We can bring those numbers down a little bit. Um, so yeah, and then uh, the Trailblazers shot forty eight point five percent from three point range. So about right. you know how that goes. Um, that made that was the difference. That was that was the difference in the, that game. So. Including this game, Tatum had missed twenty percent or twenty sorry twenty consecutive threes, going back to the first quarter of the Chicago Bulls game last Saturday. Wow, it's the longest three point drought of his career. Right, that's rough. Now um, that was before the Wizards game. Prior to the Wizards game, uh, Jason Tatum. <coughs> And since returning from injury, sorry, Jason Tatum. So between that span, between then and the Wizards game, Jason Tatum mm-hmm. was shooting a meager um, two forty three from three point. Wow, twenty four point three percent. Wow, um, that's rough. Yeah, yeah. So three point shooting was the difference in the Trailblazers game, uh, and then we br- that brings us to our final game. The Wizards, the most recent one, where the Celtics seemingly righted the ship, right? And at least JT did. Yeah, this was really a Jason Tatum night. I mean, there's nothing else about it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Career high, 51 points. um, Shot nine for 14 from three. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Nine for 14. Yep. Got my stats right. Nine for 14. Um, broke out of the slump in a big way. Ten rebounds, seven assists for him, too. Uh, it was a beautiful game from JT. Would have been a crazy triple-double. Yeah. Would have been, yeah, with 51 points. Um, probably, the, probably the highest scoring triple-double in Celtics history. I mean, I would just assume there's probably yeah. not a lot of 50-point triple-doubles. Yeah, it could be. I, I'm <laughs> not sure. They did. They threw mention to what, one of the Larry Bird triple-doubles in, uh, in that, during the yeah, game. but That makes sense. I'm not sure if he scored as many points. Um, maybe it was that Jason Tatum, he would have broken that, <coughs> that record if he got the triple-double. Crazy. Uh, but, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, he couldn't miss. I saw some of this game. It was wild. Yeah, it, and they just blew him out. I mean, at no point <coughs> yeah. did it feel close, except for, you know, at the end. Yeah, at the end when they had a 20-point lead, I was like, oh, Dan. Yeah. Better watch out. And, and then uh, they actually had, like, four or five possessions where it seemed like the Celtics might collapse. Yeah, and I kid you not, dude, I was I was actually starting to sweat. <laughs> Up, Whatever. Whatever it was, I was it starting was, to sweat. It was at least a 20-point lead. Yeah. 
because you know it seemed like momentum shifted a little bit. It was brutal. Um, <coughs> and let's see. Not much else to say about the team. Jalen Brown did. It really seemed like a normal night. Jalen um, Brown shot well from three. Shouts out well my man Romeo, one for one. For oh, one. yeah. They need to play more Romeo. <laughs> um, wherefore out that, wherefore, wherefore art, never mind. <laughs> wherefore art that Romeo? Yeah. Um, yeah. This was, oh, other story, Marcus Smart return. Oh, yeah. Um, been away for a while and had a team high, plus 36, so... Good return for Marcus Smart. Um, you know, six assists, four steals, which is what you definitely want to see from Smart. And not terrible shooting. So this is the ideal Marcus Smart game right here. <laughs> and providing some help with JT um, in an easy game against the Wizards. Didn't seem like the Wizards could score much. Um, kind of an off night for them. Yeah. Kuzma's back in the lineup. Kuz. So. Yeah, good, good, good win. Um, it's just really if you can keep it going, and if Jason Tatum can keep it going uh, with the three-point shooting. Yeah, yeah, I know he's been struggling shooting the ball this year, so hopefully yeah. this breaks his slump. Yep, yep. All right. That's all I have for the C's. I know it was kind of a lot, but no, you're good. Um, yeah, I got. I got I got some Knicks talk for y'all. Um, so we're recording this uh, at night on Monday. So we started this about an hour or so after the uh, Knicks versus Cavs game. So I was going to go mostly into the Knicks Clippers. But um, yeah, that would be out of date. So <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad we postponed it so I could watch this. I've also been very far behind on my Knicks games because of being busy and whatnot and poor yeah, time management. So I caught up on that today, watched well, a lot of basketball. You gotta give this man credit because it's been the start of the semester, new job, you know. Still today watched like four Knicks games. <laughs> I caught up. <laughs> he caught up. I caught up. <laughs> so Thank I got to give you a round of applause. Thank you. Because, you know, I don't know if I could do it. it was I would probably just watch the highlights. Too much basketball. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was uh, it was rough. Yeah. It was rough, especially knowing what happens in all of those games. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst part about watching games the day or the day after yeah. or whatever. And two of them were losses. So that was cool. Mm. Um. I didn't watch all of the Pelicans game because um, that one was was really bad. Brutal. Yeah, that one was really bad. So Think about it. This last game, <sighs> the one we just watched against the Cavs, mm -hmm. would you have wanted to watch that having known that they lost already? No. No, but I, you didn't watch but it. I, but I would have had to. Yeah. It's just the commitment, you know. You got you to gotta be committed. You got to love it. You got to want it. It's like that. There's this scene in New Girl when a, a coach <laughs> is a is a big Pistons fan, and um, shout out Pistons. Yeah, shout out the Pistons, uh, of, of course. But um, he he's watching the game with with Jess, who is like the main character. If you haven't watched the show, and uh, she's just become a a big Pistons fan because she's trying to bond with him, and so they're watching the game together. It's finally over. Jess has endured the whole thing. And coach is like, you know what? I, I'm just going to watch it. I'm going to watch it again. I'm going to watch it again. He's like, I want to see what, what, what went wrong on this play. <laughs> That's a true fan. You got to watch it That's even when I you lose. Feel. Yeah. <laughs> exactly how I feel. It's hilarious. Yeah. Shout uh, out coach, too. Shout out coach. What a guy. Um, so, uh, I guess I'll tell you, uh, Nick's loss against the Hornets, lost by 10, lost against the Timberwolves, lost by two. That was a pretty good game. Um, mm -hmm. Lost the Pelicans by 11, won against the Clippers by eight. Um, so, I can get a little bit more into those games 
but I want to, I want to, what, every game feels the same. It, it It's so, I just don't want to talk about these games because I'm just going to say the same thing I say over and over no, and I over understand. again. Then that's why you want to talk trends. Exactly. Because it's, it's, it's these individual players that, that I've, I have a few standouts, pretty happy, but, uh. Yeah, it's really one individual player that I'm very not happy with. Who might that be? Uh, Julius Randle. A shock to no one. Um, <laughs> if you listened, then if you've listened to this podcast at all, you will know one it, thing. And it feels <laughs> like it, it, it must sound like a personal vendetta at this point, which it, it definitely partially is. But Dan knows that I was in love with this man. I went into 2K and changed his yes. his ratings. You changed his ratings <laughs> for him to be better. Yes. I gave him like a Hall of Fame fade ace badge. Like a cra- like gold sharpshooter, like or a hot zone hunter. Like all of these things. To anyone listening, I could tell you more than anyone <laughs> that this man, Max DeMeza. I will put this on the record, was a bigger Julius Randle fan than anyone I have ever known. <laughs> and that is that is canon. I loved that guy. Yeah. The, if you go back and listen to the early episodes of this podcast, go to YouTube. I whatever. was fighting. You were fighting. <laughs> I and didn't want to believe you were this in the was a bad page. season. And, you know, it's a beginning of a season. Like, you're not going to just write it off as yeah. just being a bad season. But he, this... <laughs> This podcast has chronicled <laughs> a a Yo, complete turning of the tide in Julius Randall's sentiment. For real. That's <laughs> From so a Knicks funny. fan. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so true. If I ever find the time, I'll I'll have to like edit some of my Julius takes <laughs> together to like show the the fall. Yes. <laughs> It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about it like that. It's so true. It really was just a slow decline. It's been a like a bad breakup. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, Ernest Hemingway uh, described going bankrupt as something that happened gradually and then suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it, it's perfect. It's, that's my fandom with Julius. <laughs> it's like you've been falling out of love <laughs> with Julius, and like you, you guys just started living together. Now you're noticing things about him that you never yes. noticed before. You're like Julius. Um, I noticed you. Uh, you didn't do the dishes. Yeah. Again, you like. Mm. He filed that away, and then he, he's just like. Julius just doesn't do the the <laughs> little things that he used to do for me anymore. He doesn't bring me flowers. He 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 actually spat in my face. Um, and then <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Then he told me to shut the f up. That was the drop off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. So, Julius, the last eight games. Shooting 37% from the field. Is that a good shoot field goal percentage, Dan? 37? Absolutely not. Okay. And if you take out that out, outlier game, you know, where he actually did pick it up a little yeah. bit, which was 10 for 21. Yeah. It'd be a lot it, worse. It'd be so much worse. It'd be a lot worse. It'd be so much worse. Uh, but I'm not going to do that because I don't really care that much. Yeah. But you're right. Valid point. Um, yeah. 37% from the field. 25. Oh, this is all from the thumbs down game, by the way. I don't think I mentioned this. This eight game just debacle is since the, the thumbs down game. Yep. Also, I forgot to mention this. He did it to the Hawks fans. Don't. Don't make that thing, dog. Don't make that your thing, dog. <laughs> you don't, don't, don't want to be the thumbs down guy. Trust me, pal. Don't make <laughs> don't. giving fans the thumbs down a thing. 
do not be that guy. You just look like a loser. I'm going to be real honest. <laughs> I'm going to come out and say yeah. the thumbs down is one of the worst gestures out there. Yeah, it's it's real corny. It's just real soft. Real corny. Coming from a millionaire, like real corny. <laughs> Super corny. Like these got like, it's like when professors like tell me to attend class or whatever like dog i'm paying for you to have a job like i'm paying your salary so let me do what i want if i want to boo you don't give me a thumbs down and yeah you might be saying all these all you knicks fans out there you might be saying you're defending hawks the hawks hawks fans yeah i'm defending any fan Because nobody deserves getting a thumbs down from an NBA player. It's ridiculous. From any any athlete in any sport, if you're giving thumbs downs to fans, you're you're corny. You're a loser. Yeah. Well, any fans, but especially your own fans. Yeah, especially your own fans. It's just you just look corny, like doing like giving thumbs down. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I saw Michael Jordan do that. I saw Steph Curry do that. I saw LeBron do that. I saw every star player ever invented. Like, it's just so awful. So, yeah, 25% from three, 15 points a game, 3.6 turnovers. Um, Oh, my God, nine rebounds, Um, six assists. Yeah, just bad. Um, But, you know, let's... Let's talk about some happy things. Mitchell Robinson, baby. Mitch Rob. You know, I came I came hard at Mitch earlier in the season. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You you what? <laughs> I pause. Pause. <laughs> pause. Pause. No, let's just keep going. So attention to that. So <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh so yeah. Went after Mitch a little hard. Pause. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. No, no, no. Um, game hard is good. Yep, <laughs> game hard is good. <laughs> Are we gonna have to edit this out? <laughs> edit now? all this I out. Made it a big moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, so since Mitch's first triple double, well, uh, or do- triple double, double double. Uh, I don't know if it was his first of the season, but his first in this recent stretch, he had three in a row. Uh, topping out at 19 points uh, and 10 rebounds against the Mavs. I've, I've discussed these games. Yeah. So against the Hornets, um, he looked really good. Um, he looked very gassed at the end of that game. Uh, definitely think he was working real hard um, while he was out there. And uh, then in the Timberwolves game, he got hurt. Um, yeah, uh, I think hit in the back and rolled his ankle or something. He had a sore ankle. Mm. Um, ended up playing in the Pelicans game. Yep. And then finished with a great stat line: fifteen rebounds, yeah. seventeen points, and a block. Which mm. is, I mean, that, that's ideally what you want from Mitch, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um. Oh, I'm sorry. He fouled out in the Timberwolves game. He tweaked his back in the Clippers game. My apologies. Um, but in that game, he was uh, he was had eight points and eight rebounds um, in 16 minutes. Yeah, only 16 minutes. Um, good. Also, in the 15 rebound game against the Pelicans, those were he had seven offensive rebounds. Um, He's had really good offensive rebounds, uh, rebounding numbers, averaging four offensive rebounds over the last seven games, which is, you know, really, really good. Yeah, that's what you want to see. That's that's like, it's like three points. Absolutely. So, I mean, even if Mitch could give you, on the lower end of these games, you know, 13, 10 to 13 points with, you know, Somewhere around 10 rebounds. That's, I mean, that's a beautiful thing. And obviously, Mitch is going to get his blocks. Obviously. Um, That's the block nest monster. Hmm. So, yeah. uh, Really happy with Mitch. Uh, Also been super happy with RJ. I've been talking about this for a few weeks now. 
Um, keeping track of this streak he's been on. And, you know, he hasn't really slowed down. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, everybody's going to have off nights here and there, especially um, he is the youngest player on this team, uh, even though he's in his third year. Um, you know, so it's it's going to happen. But uh, for the most part, over these last 13 games, he's averaged uh, 22 points, uh, 6.8 rebounds, three assists, almost to steal a game, uh, shooting 44% from the field and 39% from three, which really good from RJ. Yeah. Um, super happy with that. Um, yeah, I can't really complain about RJ's performance as of late. As well as Evan Fournier. We all know he's a streaky shooter, and you uh, you can see it in these in these stat lines here. He he had a couple games where he only had six points. Um, in the in the Pelicans game, two for eight, uh, one for six from three. But on the whole, in the last seven games, he's averaging fourteen points, shooting forty five percent from three, forty five percent from field. Um. Yeah, he's been shooting the ball really well over this last stretch stretch of games. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really know what else to say. I mean, I know this streak will probably end, but I'm I'm riding high while I'm on it. You know, you know what it was. What? You see when it started? Oh, the Boston game. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't even including that actually. Oh yeah, include that. <laughs> so it gets a whole seventeen points lot a game, tastier. fifty-one. <laughs> oh my God, forty-eight percent from the field goal. A bit of an outlier there, but <laughs> bit yeah. of an outlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> Season high. Yep. Look he hasn't those. scored check, check 30. Those out. He hasn't scored 30 points against anyone other than the Celtics. Mm. So funny. Yeah. We already talked about that. So yeah. Um, I know. I forgot about that. That's just so funny. Ev just, you know, torches us. He, he loves torching this season. Revenge games. They're so real. Um see what oh uh i'll mention uh clippers game the knicks pretty good defense but it it was weird like um they had a lot of closeouts where they were getting there in time but it they just left space between them and the shooter um yeah i mean there were a bunch of shots like that where they were just giving these guys way too much room and just letting them shoot. Um, it did not seem like they really wanted to play that game. Definitely very low energy. Um, Timberwolves game, I thought it was kind of the opposite. I thought they played um, pretty well um, hustle-wise. Uh, had another crazy f- third quarter um probably one of their best uh Kemba and Ev went off in that third quarter Mm -hmm. Kemba finishing with 19 it was his first game back in a while yeah so it was his first game back since uh December 29th uh he'd been dealing with a sore knee uh, and he looked really good. Uh, definitely um, kind of the er- saw the early season Kemba in the first half where he wasn't really getting involved and being super aggressive in, uh, in the offense. And then in the third quarter, uh, just opened up and, you know, started getting to the rim and, you know, playing with confidence and aggression and, you know, playing like how Kemba plays. It was beautiful. Vintage. Yeah, vintage Kemba. It was awesome. Um, Pelicans game, not not so great. Um, and then in the in the Cavs game, I didn't even really notice him. Um, I don't know about you. Um, 
I think that's uh oh in the Pelicans game, some random dude uh had a career high and like all their starters scored in double digits. Really? So that was on the cool. Pelicans. I don't know if he was having a career high. Might be an exaggeration, but Well, I would I can pull <sighs> up the stats for you. Sorry. I would I would love to know who that is. This guy no. Yeah, maybe this. Oh, I think it might have just been the first quarter. Herb. Herb Jones. Herbert. 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 He's a rookie. Yeah. Herbert had 11 points. Um, This guy, Alvardo, 13 points. I don't know. I think Sam texted me that. Alvarado? Yeah, look at the 15 points, 11 points, 18 points, 15 points, 17 points from the starters. So good game from them. Contrasted with the Knicks starters, yeah. which was not good. Oh, thanks ESPN. Um, yeah, so we'll move on from that. ESPN <laughs> consistently bad. Yes, more consistency than the Celtics <laughs> and the Knicks. And yeah. Um. Oh, and the Clippers. That was a good game. Um. Yeah, I watched. Like I said, I watched a lot of basketball today, so I'm gonna be honest. It was a bit of a brilliant. Kind of just blends all together. Yeah, probably. I'm really <laughs> trying hard to remember this one. Um. Wait, we're we're talking about Cavs now. Yeah, let's just talk about oh, the yeah. Cavs. The Knicks, I watched Knicks this beat game the too. Clippers. Yeah. What do What do you think of this? Um. Oh, sorry. Um. You know, I thought that. 95-93 Cavs, by the way. Yeah, Cavs take the win. First thing that stuck out to me, you know, over the course of the game was it seemed like every time Randall touched the ball, it was not going in. God, so bad. 28% from three, 35% from the field. And you said it yourself. I mean, you were praying that he wasn't going to shoot that. <laughs> yes. Last possession end. of the game. Yeah. I said even before they started the play, don't give it to Julius. Give it, and then as soon as he got the ball, I say, please give it to RJ. Please yeah. give it to RJ. Waited till there was three seconds left and just gave it to RJ, who had a relatively open shot. But I don't know. I would have liked to see him pump fake and put it on the put it on the floor or something. But yeah, and or just not let Julius waste like seven seconds or whatever was on the clock. Yeah, that was cool. Just dribbling into Dean Wade. I just don't like how he's. Uh, any every time I've seen him in these Knicks games this season, I I am just not impressed. No, he's playing whatsoever. very poorly. It's very upsetting. Um, other than that, you know, it seemed like to me, this actually didn't seem like a, a terrible, terrible game for the Knicks. Um, no, I thought it was than, pretty good. Other than uh, Julius is shooting, and I noticed, um, you know, they were keeping keeping up with uh with the the Cavs for most of the game staying within striking distance kind of brought it close at the end and then um just a horrible horrible last possession for sure um horrible last minute or so I would say yeah with that IQ deep three yes IQ one for ten from the field one for six from three and takes a deep three early in the shot clock and just waste a possession late in the game. I believe it was a two-point game at that point still. Yeah. Um, and, and, I mean, obviously, shots like that, it's a, it's a good shot if you hit it. You it's know? a good shot not in the last minute of a game. Yeah. Yeah. It's like <laughs> And when you're not having the season IQ's having. If he was having the season he was having last year, I'd be saying let it fly. If you're shooting 40% from three and you can hit those deep threes, sure. Yeah, and we're telling him to let it fly earlier in the game, too. But um, not at that point. Not that. Not that. No. Quentin, Quentin Grimes just continues to impress. Wait, uh, one last thing I would say about IQ. Oh. That shot had shades of Marcus Smart, oh, definitely. Don't say that. Please don't say that. Shades of Mark. I've watched awful. enough Marcus Smart to know that's a Marcus Smart type shot. Uh, you just got smarted. I don't like being smarted. 
It doesn't feel good. High IQ, smarted. Could be something there. Please no. Please no. It was a bad joke. Sorry. I hate, I hate Marcus Smart. <laughs> I don't hate Marcus Smart. I just hate the Celtics. Yeah. Tibbs could do a lot with Marcus Smart. Oh my god. Tibbs. Oh my god. Tibbs would be treating Marcus Smart like Taj Gibson. <laughs> Bringing them everywhere, child. everywhere, yeah. yeah. All the all the family gatherings, out to dinner together. <laughs> Probably have him live in his house. <laughs> I just picture like Taj building, perpetually building Tibbs's garage for him. <laughs> He's a real hard hat guy. <laughs> Lunch pail. Taj could do anything. Taj could, Taj could literally do anything. He could. I build a deck, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah, you can build my deck. Dude, 100% Taj knows how to build a deck. Yeah, and I would pay him well for it. <laughs> without even knowing if he can do that. Like, he just seems like that kind of guy. Yes, 100%. Cooks Probably cooks a mean dinner. <sighs> Taj on the grill? Oh, dude. Taj. Bruh, the Gibson cookout. I'm going are, to the Gibsons. Oh my god, dude! If I could get the Gibson family invite, whoo, be eating well, my friend. Well, it's making me hungry <laughs> for real. Yeah. Me too. Um, Quentin, God, he's beautiful. I love him. Four for six from three point range. Uh, four for seven from the uh, field goal. He looked good. Or he from looked, the field. He looked disruptive. From oh, his, uh, dude. He is a pest. Yeah. Pest on defense. Yeah, he is. Um, he he almost, he kind of reminds me of like a, like a Pat Bev, but maybe with like a higher ceiling, more skill. Not that Pat Bev is not a skilled player, but, you know, better shooting probably. Um, but yeah, definitely like that style where he's like, just kind of always on you, very active hands. Um, yeah, I love watching him on defense. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a treat. Yeah. Yeah. RJ with 24 points, yep. uh, Cavs announcers were going after him saying, Oh, you can't finish with the left. You can't finish with the left. Sir. What a, uh, Cavs, Cavs announcers are a complete joke. Yeah, little uh side, you know, what is it? A, an aside yeah. or whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, the, those Cavs announcers, man. What? <laughs> what the hell? What? Who let the? Who lets these guys talk about? Of course, it's Bally Sports, you know. <laughs> who lets these guys just chirp on Bally Sports all day? It's like. They're obviously the biggest homers of all time. Insane. They say we when talking about the Cavs. I've never heard that on a professional broadcast. They yeah. say we. Dude, uh, these these guys think they're coaching the Cavaliers. Straight up. It's ridiculous. That's what it sounds like. It You're not joking. That's no, I'm not joking. Please, if you doubt me... Listen to the next Cavalier. Watch the next Cavaliers game on the Cavs stream, and you will not be disappointed. No, number one, you will not be disappointed because of you will find out that we are telling the truth about these announcers. Number two, you will not be disappointed because the Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, timeout breaks, um, activities, whatever you call them, entertainment Too is. Much. Too much. It's over the top in every so single way. Um, and I was having like over like uh, stimulation. Like yeah. I, I had to turn around and put my hands over my ears at one point because there was just too much happening between yeah. whistles. There was a uh, there was a kids basketball game at halftime, right? Which uh, they, I think they do. Yep. N like a lot of, oh, I think a lot of teams do that. The Rangers do that with hockey. Yeah. Um, but the by far the marquee event for me was the um <laughs> the reading of the children's book by <laughs> Evan Mobley and, and Dean Wade of the Cavaliers. Um 
Not just a reading. Not oh, oh not just a any old reading. A rap along, if you will. <laughs> yes. Um, These men were auto-tuned and rapping to the beat with Llama Mama. Llama Yeah, well, Llama, I don't know what Llama, the book's called. Llama I don't know. Llama. Something. That was ridiculous. They bullied a uh like a 14-year-old kid who was trying to oh, sing yeah. New York, New York, and uh that he pulled out a Knicks hat, which, mm-hmm. you know, shout out. I got hype. I was actually excited when I saw that. And then these, he, he wasn't singing the best. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Yeah. But these people in Cleveland booed this kid. Mm-hmm. And then the mascots. Goons. These goons <laughs> standing behind him. <laughs> waiting to rough him up. The Cavalier and his goon. <laughs> His cronies, <laughs> dude, they take his hat, knock it off his head, then cut his mic. <laughs> <laughs> End of story for him. He was probably dragged into the, uh, so we, into we don't the know Cavaliers he, dungeon. Yeah, we can only hope that he's he's still alive down there. But um, oh my god, yeah, the entertainment man, crazy, yeah, too much. Um, but yeah, so it was a good game. I thought I had I had a good time watching it. I put I I, uh, I placed a five dollar bet on the Knickerbockers. Hmm. Lost that money. Um, that was cool. Um, big trust in the Knicks, though. You got to do it, dude. They were plus one sixty. Oh. I had to hit it. Yeah, seems like a disrespectful line. Yeah, the Cavs are good this year, but. You know, as you can see by the final score, it was a winnable basketball game. Yeah, it was really close. Very close. Evan Mobley trying to hand the game to the Knicks with his poor, poor, poor free throw shooting at the end. That was, yeah, that was really bad. Yeah. Um, Went like, what, like two for six at the end or yeah, something like something. Yeah, something like that. He finished three for seven on the game. Cavs on the whole weren't shooting uh, the ball from the free throw line that well, and but neither were the Knicks. Um, you know, both teams not really shooting the ball that well tonight. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Okay, I have to give it to the Cavs announcers because there were two things I laughed at them for. One, they said Obi was a shooter, <laughs> which. Yeah, I've seen him hit the occasional three. I would never describe him as a shooter. That man went three for four from three tonight. Second, they said early in this game. I'm talking like first quarter, early in the first quarter. They said, this is an Isaac Okoro type game. (laughs) (laughs) Never heard those words. (laughs) Ended up being the third highest scorer, only a point behind the second highest scorer, Evan Mobley. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I've never seen Isaac Okoro move like this. It was an Isaac Okoro type game. Also, Kevin Love dropped 20 on the Knicks' heads. Man had a double double. This old man yep. dropped a double double, a 20 and 10 game. Not even that, a 20 and 11 game. He shot six for 12 from three. Kevin Love, believe it or not, can still ball. Um, God, Kevin Love was shooting heat checks. What is this? Yeah, and I mean, last season on this Cavs team, I don't know if you saw the video, but Kevin Love um, just, you know, completely gives up on an inbound and just throws the ball away because he's just... He's so depressed with the Cavs. That was last season. Now they have Evan Mobley. Garland's looking good. He's he's, yeah, he's into it. He's, he's into the hugging on Darius Garland. Yeah, they look like really good buddies. Yeah, he's into it's the. Cool. He's uh, what, what 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 do you call it? Um, he's down with the the cause. Down to clown. Yeah. <laughs> down with the cause. Whatever. Um, not down with the cause. That's so funny. <laughs> he's he's into it. He's into the the. I'm messing with Mark. 
I'm rocking with Mark because Mark's rocking with us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, he's just into this year's cast. No, I know. Yeah. Um, damn, couple double doubles. Uh, Darius Garland double double. Evan Mobley double double. Four turnovers from Mobes. Not not his not his breast best game breast game. Bre- <laughs> Got him. <laughs> <said> breast. We're oh! <laughs> 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 gonna have to cut that out. <laughs> yeah, I swore. Uh, apparently, it was a Dean Wade game. <laughs> Dude came out of nowhere in the it was in the second half where he started hitting all those shots. He heard that Llama Llama song and he was like, "Ooh, ooh!" He's like, "Yeah, I killed that." (laughs) Yeah, Llama Mama, Llama Llama, ooh, DJ. That was Dean Wade doing Llama Llama. He's like, "Go watch it. I'm sure you can find that." Dean Wade's about to do the five fingers of death. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's about to be on Funk Master Flex. <laughs> Yo, Shrek Studios! <laughs> you know what we do here! <laughs> oh, my oh my god. god. <laughs> Big Boy's neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Big Boy. Shout out, Big Boy. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh well, I think I think that's all I have to say. Mitch, keep doing you. RJ, keep it up. Hell yeah. Evan, um, you didn't do this that great this game, but you know, forget about it. Be a goldfish, my man. Mm-hmm. Let it let it flow. Let <laughs> let it flow. Forget about it. Um, yeah. Do you uh do you have anything else you want to say about anything? <sighs> I think that's all I have for tonight. Oh, Cam Reddish played. Oh, yeah. Not in, I don't really. I guess I'll talk about it. Cam Reddish got the DNP this game. Um, let's see if NBA.com will give me good. Nope. Oh, wait. I did have one more thing, but okay. you talk about this first. What do you want to say? It was brief. Um, Celtics made a trade. Oh, he's made a trade. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, I didn't cam. I don't really know what's going on. Uh, I'll check out some post games, see what I can find out. Um, do a little digging, but yeah, I don't really understand. Maybe he's not doing anything, doing enough in practice or what, but he is, um, he has gotten five minutes with the Knicks so far, um, been eligible to play in, in multiple games and just getting, uh, DNPs, um, one for two from the field, uh, had a nice reverse layup. I think he airballed a three, but like I said, he played five minutes, um, so couldn't really glean anything from that. No. Um but yeah, what's what what's what's this trade? Okay. So on Tuesday night. Tuesday night. I forgot to talk about this before. Um but this uh article I'm reading is from CBS and it's uh from January nineteenth. On Tuesday night, the Denver Nuggets Boston Celtics and San Antonio Spurs agreed to a three tr- three team trade that sends Wacho Hernan Gomez to the Spurs. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Goodbye, Wacho. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you're gone, buddy. <laughs> Why do you hate Wancho so much? No, I don't hate. I don't have anything against Wancho, <laughs> which might sound like a lie. But um, I'm just, he did nothing for the team. What? I mean, I'm just glad he's off the team. What was the trade? Um, Wancho Hernan Gomez to the Spurs. Bryn Forbes to the Nuggets. Okay. Oh, to the Nuggets. Yeah, good piece. And uh, Bull Bull and PJ Dozier to the Ooh, Celtics. Oh, that's a pretty good trade. Okay. So, you know, it's more, I think it's more for the Celtics to just, you know, some bookkeeping, you know, clear up some some money. I mean, you, those dudes 
have played more basketball than Wancho in the last year, I'm assuming. So that's yeah. More, yeah, but more useful. I don't know if they're going to keep, you know, keep Bull Bull, keep P.J. Dozer. I, I don't know what comes of this trade. I, I think it's, you know, like I said, maybe Brad Stevens mm. doing like some, you know, money management. But um, I think, you know, maybe you know, just kind of try a little Bull Bull. I don't know, you know. Try a little bull bull. Try it. You might like it. Yeah. See, um, you know, it's like Cam Reddish thing, you know? These guys, bull bull, I mean, if he wants to play, he still has to develop. But yeah. um, it's like, you know, Cam Reddish still has a, a ways to go. But, you know, uh, give it a try. Yeah. Uh, you got it. Just, got, got, just went out and bought this. So, also, this is the first trade the Celtics have ever made with the Spurs, which is interesting. Fact. Yeah. It's a fun fact. That's all I have. All right. Well, it's real late. So I'm excited to go to bed. <laughs> me, me too. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, all right. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for postponing the pod so I could watch the Knicks game. No trouble. Um, yeah, we've been, we are 91 North, 95 South, Max Simeza, Dan Drainville. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Patreon, uh, at 91 North, 95 South on Twitter, at 91 and 95 S on Instagram, 91 North, 95 South on Patreon. You can find the podcast on Spotify or YouTube. Subscribe, like the video, follow us, leave us a review. Do everything I just mentioned, and maybe we'll give you a handshake. I'd love to. We'll fly you out. Catch, 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 catch us next time.